Welcome to the Beer in a Movie Podcast. A podcast... Don't laugh, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the Beer in a Movie Podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity. Beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm here with two very good friends of mine. Carlos Cooper. And Dave Gurney. And who the hell are you? My name's Joe Hilliard. Did I not say? You did not. No, but uh, our listeners just assume it's Joe. David, you got something in your hand. I sure do. We we are the Beer in a Movie podcast, so we definitely need to start out with some beer. And given the movie that we're watching, or that we have watched for this episode... One movie of them, we're discussing. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I thought this was appropriate, even though we just sampled this brewery on one of our prior episodes. This is from Drecker Brewing out of Fargo, North Dakota. We liked North Dakota so much we're going back again. Right. Even though Um, it doesn't exist. (laughs) We've established that. And uh, this is their Lizard People (laughs) double IPA, which clocks in at, I believe, 8.5%. A little bit higher than the ABV. So, yeah, it's another double IPA, but it's a little bit higher. Now, is Drecker known for their double IPAs? I don't know. Apparently. I guess to us Because that's two in a row. Yeah. That's right. In I a can. Well, thank so you, Dave, We're going to go ahead. This. And the reason why I thought Lizard People as a name <laughs> in the label arts kind of fun um, would work is that we are doing uh, this episode on kaiju films. And, and in particular, looking at the recent release, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Um, and in the second half, maybe looking at another slightly less recent kaiju film but uh you know this beer pours like you would expect a double ipa um well i mean i can only although a little hazier i was gonna than... say i referencing uh, our last episode where we had this decker before that was the one that was real grassy you I'm remember definitely but it... on the nose though getting more of a maltiness here agreed than i did with the last one from from the other episode so and their label we'll art two cans in a row. I want to know more about these people. Yeah, and I'm sure they have we, an artist. A lot yeah, of breweries. Yeah, they do. Will... It says on the can who oh, the yeah, artist tell us. It says look into it. No, look. fuck no. It said it on the last one. Um, Punchgut.com no. artwork by Punchgut. Punchgut. Yeah, I love it. But right. Carlos, it also says look into it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I didn't, ooh, I didn't see the much bigger text. Yeah. But I saw the very tiny text about the art. Nice. So yeah, my we'll, bad, we'll sip bad. on this for a little while. The nose. Mm-hmm. Very good. So uh, as as we're getting into this, as I already said, we're going to be getting into uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, the newest. Uh, the newest installment in another cinematic universe mm. that is being built. And they're, try, they're the, trying like hell the to create monster-verse, one. Yeah, right? The monsterverse, right? That's, that's the right terminology? It is. Um, we are guaranteed to get one more in the monsterverse, but this movie did not perform to expectation. Mm. Before we get into it, oh, you mean you talk about box office? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it has not done as well as they had hoped, especially for what a mega budget film it is. But um, now this is the sequel to 2014 Godzilla, which did incredible. And I didn't see that movie. I didn't either, but I only heard good things about it. Now, now a couple this of- this movie. Um, well, okay, so one of the big complaints about 2014 Godzilla is there wasn't it was slow and there wasn't enough kaiju fighting. Okay. Mm-hmm. This movie, you cannot complain about that. David, Maybe did you see the two thousand? I did not see that movie. I did. I've seen all of the MonsterVerse to this point. Okay. I've seen and I heard Kong Skull Island was Godzilla incredible. In Kong Skull Island, and I would agree. Of those two, 
I much preferred Kong Skull Island. I, I mean, Kong Skull Island, in my circle of people, again, didn't see it because there was just so much out at that I time. I didn't see Kong, but, Kong Skull But Island. everybody was imploring me I to heard, get to the theater I heard a lot it. of good stuff. Everyone yeah. in my immediate circle yeah. of cinephiles right. loved, loved the movie-going experience that Kong Skull Island gave. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, with this movie, I very much enjoyed my movie-going experience. That being said, it has not financially done super well. Critically has gotten, you know, some kind of less than favorable reviews. Certainly. And, but all of that being said... There is a article on Birth Movies Death that our good friend Josh DeLeon, the projectionist, not Josh DeLeon, the record clerk, uh-huh. uh, posted, a former guest of ours, Josh DeLeon, the projectionist. Um, and I don't know if it was the headline, but the basic thesis of the article was like, do you even like kaiju movies? Right. If do you, you didn't like, like Godzilla, King of Monsters, do you even fucking like these movies in the first place? Yeah. And it was basically <laughs> saying, like... As Americans, we like the idea of these movies, but we don't actually like going to see them. And it positive. But you say that 2014's Godzilla was a big uh, a success. financial success, yes, yeah. but it did have a lot of complaints from fans. Okay, so and so basically, my last Godzilla movie starred Matthew Broderick, which was bad. <laughs> oh yeah. So you didn't see Godzilla 2000 either with uh, Brian Cranston? No, Godzilla 2000 was another Japanese no. film. No, no, that sparked the millennium no. era. No, okay, it's like a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's very little redeemable qualities of Godzilla, Matthew Broderick, 97 or whatever. Right. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It basically talks about, like, do you really, if if you're complaining... And what's your conclusion about yourself? Uh, I like kaiju movies. I okay. thought this movie was badass. Okay. Like, huh. I, I thought that... It, I think Kyle Chandler might be the worst actor I've ever okay, seen. Okay, okay. He is. He's wor- He's wor- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> David Gurney woke up. <laughs> he is worse than uh, Gabriel Byrne. By, uh, <laughs> we need an air horn or something. By a substantial margin, a definitive gap in quality. I mean, Gabriel Byrne looks like an EGOT winner compared uh-huh. to Kyle Chandler. Uh-huh. He is absolutely dreadful in yeah. this movie. But how was he in 2014s? I, I didn't see. He was. I don't think he was in it. No, no. I don't think he was in well, it. Well, they 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 show you like it's being built out of that, but it's not really. That's, oh, well, I thought it, that it, that all all I mean, occurred is, in the first it, movie. No, no, no. I mean, a lot of it did. Okay, yeah. so we're seeing the the, the 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 at the beginning they're setting you up. Okay, they're setting you up for someone like me that didn't see that movie, and that they are clearly trying to build. A, they're clearly trying to build a universe. Did you guys stay for the post credit sequence? I didn't. There is a post credit sequence because uh-huh. they're trying to saw, build a universe. Yeah, I saw. I saw everyone else stayed, and I did not. Okay, I stayed because someone told me you got to stay. It was the thing. But um, so uh, I figured that the whole Kyle Chandler thing happened at the uh, in the previous film. But they set you up in the first few films to give you the the data that you need to enjoy this if you haven't seen the previous Godzilla films. So I felt like I was set up okay. From what I can tell by the cast on the Wikipedia page of 2014, and I'm sure this is not correct, but it looks to me as if what is happening in King of Monsters is set up at the beginning because it just so happened to be taking place during Godzilla 2014, though it was not actually represented in that film. Right. 
So, okay. so it's like you, we saw all of this stuff that went on in Godzilla 2014, and we were following this certain set of characters. Ken, but at Ken the same Watanabe time, is in there. Is he's oh, so, he's the yes. linking factor? I, I was right? about to ask because he's the, the link. He's, he's the link presented between. as the god of the film, the one we bow down to, the Reverend One, yeah. who makes an ultimate sacrifice during this film, yeah. and that's supposed to give us an emotional punch. But to me, there mm-hmm. is no emotional punch because I'm not invested in any single person in this movie right. yes right I, and i agree with you i am not particularly invested either the only thing that got me even slightly invested is that i find vera farmiga to mm-hmm. be somewhat breathtaking of a presence i don't I, know what I, it is it's maybe it's the piercing blue eyes i am 100 percent with you whatever I, it is i like her generally I, but this character was oh bullshit. god no this was the money grab shit <laughs> this was this one, was the money grab for everyone in the every, film everyone in the film so that they can do an independent film next it was millie bobby brown trying to say hey i can do more than just 11 and i can do and big budget films i can do big budget films and she's pretty and i can say the word shit and i can she's flip people off she's but i think character I, i'm okay with. i think vera farmiga is a is captivating on as an on-screen presence. Sure. Her character isn't great, but looking at her and watching her, yeah. her character is, is just not great. Her character is infuriatingly shitty. Yes, okay. that's how I felt about. So I, I now to go back to what you were saying. Like, do I like kaiju movies? To an extent. I mean, I'm not. I'm never going to say that, like, I am. You like good movies. If one yeah, of them happens to be kaiju, then so be I like so watching be monsters fight, yeah. okay? I it's will watch fun. monsters fight. I will watch those big, elaborate, you know, action scenes, and that's fun. But if you're going to bog me down with shitty dialogue mm. and stupid, like, plot machinations it was to bad. get me to those battles... I made a friend with my them, seatmate. Make them fun. Make them interesting. Make them fun... And this just was yeah. not that at all. Yeah. Those sequences that were Vera Farmiga, Kyle, uh, Kyle Chandler, other yeah, like I just wanted to see them go away. Ken Watanabe, I've I found like that Bradley character Whitford. to be interesting. Bradley Whitford was Bradley okay. Whitford is incessantly entertaining in any role that he's in. Right, he cannot be. Uninteresting. Yeah, no, he's, he's and he and he's good. At, and, I mean, and the character itself is fine. I mean, there's it's a, kind of made. But for let's him. get but back the primary, to but the couple there at the center of this film, Kyle Chandler uh-huh. and Vera Farmiga, and the struggle, this the, family, the this whole conflict, which was totally just sort of shoved into this film, yep. to, into this monster verse. Felt so false and stupid, okay. and I just could not do now, it. Now, here's, here's my retort to you. Okay. The couple at the center of this film is not those two. It's Godzilla and Ghidorah. That's the couple at the center of the film. Those are the people that you're supposed to be. Those those to. parts I'm fine with. And that's, and, but that's why. You're, but that's why you're there. So like I, I you know got through the human aspects of it so I could watch Kaiju's fight. And the Kaiju well, I, fight scenes were incredible. The only thing I didn't like is that it doesn't matter where in the ocean Godzilla is, somehow he's able to stand up. And, and somehow he's also able to be there right in the nick of time. Well, I'm okay with that. It's yeah, well, they so, have those portals. They have the portals. Yeah, they have the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. That I liked was, yeah, that. You know, I liked I, that stuff. That's I liked funny. it. I liked the secret underground okay, so, city. Okay, but so the, mo- the movie is not about that other stuff. The movie is about big monsters fighting okay so other. why that's, are you including so much of the other stuff because i'll tell you why i think of so much of the other stuff because kong skull island did it beautifully okay the first the god it isn't the first godzilla but godzilla 2014 did it pretty well and that's where i saw 
other iterations of this in this very monster verse that they're creating that were done much better. Yeah. And Kong Skull Island in particular, I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. There were some great quirky characters in there. John C. Riley was this yeah. wonderful presence. There was also this interesting, like, it was the backdrop was the Vietnam War, and that was done in a way that I actually thought was kind of clever and fun. And so to me, coming off those films, my expectations were put at a higher level. I went into this thinking, okay, they're building this whole thing and there's going to be this Kong versus Godzilla film. That's coming up. It is, 2020. They're not going to drop the ball on this one, and I felt like they dropped the ball on this one. I think, so to me, I felt about halfway through the film that, uh, as I was preparing to talk tonight, it was a, um, we could see ourselves inside the script writer's spitball room Mm. where they got the board up on the wall and the index cards that get you to plot point one that get you to plot point two Mm -hmm. and it was remedial screenplay Mm. we need okay the payoff is Mothra showing up at the end. The pay, the stinger God, shot. So good. Yeah. The, so uh, good. the the Hydra. What was his name in real life? I'm sorry, the the, the Hydra, but oh, the, King Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Ghidorah yeah, Thank you. Ghidorah. Like um, and we and if you stayed for the post credit scene sequence, the the buyer, the Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. He Tywin. Uh, yeah. He right. He shows up. He uh, He's uh good too. purchases a uh, the head of a hired Hydra. Like he they wow. find one and so the Hydra's gonna come back because they're gonna yeah. regenerate it because it has regenerative strength. Yeah. That was cool. The the cinematography during the battle scenes was cool. The use it of smoke so and, and and fire the and, color and power. shadow now, will... was great. The the Godzilla stuff, I hate to say this out loud because was great. It's the fighting good. The human element and the plot points require that almost like the humans are required only here to move the plot along. Yeah, and and, because the monsters can't talk to us, right? The audience, right? Understood, right? But we've got to therefore put a human element and figure out. Oh, we uh, Millie Bobby Brown signed up, and she's a huge thing in Stranger Things. How do we put her in it? How do we get her there? For sure. But you could have put an unknown actress there that could have been a star turn, a star maker for for anybody. There was nothing special about that role that required a Millie Bobby Brown name actor. That's why you get away with a Kyle Chandler, a B B guy. That's why you get away with... uh, Who is that guy? Friday Night Lights. Oh, get the fuck I mean, I'm out just, of here. I mean, I'm not a... But people love that series. Yeah, I know, oh, I know they do, but fuck him. <laughs> oh, I think our Texas listeners are going to have something. I can give, give two shits. I, I did time in Midland, Odessa. I lived Friday Night Lights. <laughs> fuck that show. Fuck him. I think we're going to beep all this out just so that we don't get I'm a run co- out of town. Oh, no, no, no. Here, here's our remedy. I'm a we're Kyle, from South Texas. I'm a Kyle Chandler apologist. Fuck Ooh. you. Hold on. Don't fuck me. I'm gonna tell you this, <laughs> We've got Kyle. Salty on Kyle, I love you. Friday Night Lights was a series that I enjoyed. Clear hearts, full eyes, can't lose. You were in pure country, my brother. A pure country is a great movie. You're a oh, fucking. Oh wait, is that the George Strait movie? Yes. Oh wow. Now hold on, Kyle Chandler, you overdid it in this movie. You He's you bad. you went for action movie uh, emotion, and and you didn't do a good job. But I'm, I'm going to defend Kyle Chandler. He's okay. bad in this movie. Okay. Uh, really bad. Tywin Lannister is good in Fuck it. I don't know you. what his actually That's name strong is. strong language. No, I feel very strongly about Kyle Chandler's performance, and there is absolutely zero apology. I agree with you on this performance, but I do it. like pure country. 
No, man, it's bad. Yeah, that's bad. I, don't, it, I, I, I hate that. Statement. It, it, I'm it sorry. Was, it was frustrating. I mean, so him who I don't have as much because I did not watch Friday Night Lights or Pure Country. Have, you didn't see Pure Country? I didn't. I'm going to demand that. In the I, 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 well, hey, hey, let's let's find a. If we'll we're going to watch Pure Country, we're watching beer from my. Oh horses. God, I will be mysteriously ill for that. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I'll I'm be sure there. You will. I'm ready. Uh, I think we're in complete agreement about I will, this. But it, I'll make us watch Big Money Wrestlers. The ICP movie, Western. Oh, well, movie. that I would watch. It's crazy. Now, the, the, but the thing that got me, like a guy I don't really know, uh-huh. I realize he is a star of some sort. Like the, the, I didn't know what to expect, so I wasn't like that. But Jira Farmiga, who I do generally like, yeah. it was a genuine disappointment. Millie Bobby Brown, I think, did a pretty decent job. Um, Thomas Middleditch. Who I really love from he's, Silicon Valley. He's great, but uh, not it, in this. No, the, yeah. the, and and again, part of that is who the was character. he? Please, he was like the nerdy, the nerdy, the nerdy guy. He was the comicy yes. guy. He yeah. was, but they he wasn't. Did, they didn't give him much to no, work with. Which I'm thing. glad they did because it would have been so tropish that we would have gone, okay, okay. Now the, it's, I mean, there you're tipping your hand too un- much. Unfortunately for him, he's a very great comedic actor. The Middleditch and Schwartz improv tour is like being critically praised across the oh, board. Okay. He's he's a, he's an incredible performer. Right. There was no There was nothing to do. There was no outcome no. in which he took well, this role in anything positive. And Ice Cube right. other than the paycheck. He got Ice a paycheck. Cube's son. That was terrible. It wasn't terrible. It, yes, was, it was it was it was underwhelming, but what I do love about O'Shea Jackson Jr. is that he can give us the same attitude and the same kind of like delivery of lines as Ice Cube can, but without all of the ice cubiness of it. You know, <laughs> with without the without the uh the pop cultural baggage of it being ice cube yeah you know what i mean well, okay. without the are we there yet without the right. you know the even friday, friday nwa yeah. all of the context that you get from ice cube he can give us a very similar performance that mm-hmm. ice cube can but yeah without all of that weird context from ice cube's past so i don't want to i i don't want to let's get over. back to the monster the well, monster the monsters, fighting is I, dope the monster fighting is generally dope i like a lot of the monster <laughs> fighting however however does it have to be so goddamn dark I, oh, I I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that. is well, it, it did, night? You're in the middle of a hurricane. Is it night permanently all over the earth in no. every location that they happen to no, fight in? No, but because every location they fight in is a location that Godira is in, and he is creating this tropical storm, yeah. malevolent weather. Yeah, okay. Smoky yellow well, haze. Yeah. I mean, I can go with that to an extent. Kind of like the lizard people. Oh, it's too soon. Too soon. But I mean, I've I've been through a couple hurricanes in my life. They aren't that dark. I mean, they're dark. They're dark. But they're not that dark. Yeah, but, th- but this is an apocalyptic kind of I doomsday-ish get it. I get it. environment. But I'm kind of also that's a setting cinematog- us up that's for a the next half. Yes, it is. Setting us up for the next half of this where I've seen it done better. I've yeah. seen it done okay, better. Okay, sure. And there's a reason why what you've referenced was done better, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that. Now, one thing about this movie that I think may or may not... I mean, I think it did a disservice for us, this group of people at this table right here. But there was a lot of fan service in this movie. There was a lot of Easter eggs referencing past Godzilla films, not just of recent memory, but the entire the 35. oxygen destroyer. That, they bring that out. They do. I mean, there, there. I, I, I read about it, and I, I don't remember a lot of them because they don't 
hit me that way because mm-hmm. I haven't seen many of the original right. films. But I know that there was a lot of homages to past films, even to the score. They use a lot of the same score okay, that they yeah. the, like. Like for instance, the Mothra theme is the original Mothra theme. Yeah, I, I, kind I, of enhanced. I sat through the credits for that thing and I noticed, yeah, yeah the Mothra theme. I, I just and then I did a little like real quick. Yeah, and so they were trying to. They because 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 the pay, 2000, pray, re, uh, pay reverence to what came before them. Right. Yes, because the 2014 one got a lot of flack for that for not being true to the. We're rewriting this whole thing, and so they're trying to. They might have overcorrected a little bit by ignoring the I story a bit in yeah. favor of doing some more of this fan servicey homage stuff. Which you know, like but whatever. I question that's a how large the audience made. is that they're catering to. Who is the kaiju but, audience? Uh, well, okay, look, I. I agree with you in terms of that audience is not as large, but what you have to remember is that in the social media echo chamber where people get feedback from, those people are the deal. loudest. Right, okay. right. You right. know, they may not be the largest in numbers, and that but might the get another ticket sold. And well, and it's come I mean, see our reverence toward the. Yeah, the, I mean, especially nowadays when every like everything has its niche, everything has its sub 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 group of fandom mm-hmm. there is you know some kind of pressure on creators to you know service that particular fandom and yeah. you know hoping to re- or hoping fill the, fill the hoping, market. hoping to not alienate an audience because i mean i feel like they probably might have thought okay we got the general audience from 2014 we'll probably keep them mm-hmm. but we also want to please the fanboys that are going to stay with this forever you know I, I, I went there's to this a movie, lot that goes into it. I went to this movie hesitantly. It's not my kind of thing. But I found myself saying, every time there are humans on screen, I'm bored and it's making boring, fun yeah. of and critic and yeah, be, I, I, agree. I can't stop my critical mind. I agree. But when you get those way. when you get those monsters together to do what they're supposed to do, the special effects we went, I, I think we all went to the Alamo, yes? I went to the the Alamo had that pre-show that showed the uh, different phases of all of the Godzilla films prior to now. Yeah. It was a fantastic primer. It makes me want to see all those movies. But it also makes me appreciate the Alamo so much for presenting pre-show stuff that's going to, you know, you're making this hard. It's going to <laughs> pre-show a pre-show that's, what she said. that's going to that's misogynistic. <laughs> Back to our last Sorry. episode. Uh Fucking asshole! <laughs> no, no, the pre-shows are great, and it's a part of the movie. I just experience. wanted to say thank you, Alamo, for giving the proper type of pre-show, yeah. not just sales bullshit. Yeah, that mm-hmm. helps me get ready for the film for sure. And I think, and they showed all three phases of yep. pre-Godzilla films prior, yeah. to, and it really kind of made the film a little more enjoyable. But That's my point what I was going to say, humans on screen, I'm tearing this Boring. movie apart. Yeah, but the, monsters on screen, yeah, home run. And if they hear this. Because they probably will. They probably will. Then I think that maybe the direction we're going in, I you'll see a dip in a in a box office and don't pay attention to it. For sure. I just think I think that having seen it balanced more in the two prior films in this MonsterVerse era or whatever we're calling that, I guess the MonsterVerse. It's yeah. Um, that I, I feel like we don't have to sacrifice. I mean, the screen time was there. They were giving it to Kyle Chandler mm-hmm. and Vera Farmiga. They shouldn't and have. Right. So get it get interesting stories there. Or at the very least, 
cut that time. And also, <laughs> just for give sure. us more monsters. Well, also, well, making up the rules of the universe as they went along. Uh, Godzilla's becoming a nuclear weapon, and he's going to blow in twelve minutes. But then he doesn't. It's like all these stupid. He does a little bit. But all these stupid little plot. There, there's a lot of counting down in this movie. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of countdowns. Okay. I, found, I, I, found, yeah. I found that in, yeah. perplexing. Okay, so are we going to go see Kong versus yes. Godzilla? We, yes. Right? Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Okay, so... What's it's it? interesting. I want you guys... see the, Now, I really want you to go back and watch Godzilla 2014 yeah. and Kong Skull Island. Okay. Because I have a feeling that, at the very least, you're going to feel like, oh, wow... Those were much better outings. Because I'm not feeling depleted to the point where I won't go see Kong versus Godzilla. I probably will because I like Kong so much. And mm. I'm hopeful that some of that energy will carry through. But to me, if I'm looking at this as a three-film trajectory so far, it was one of ascendancy that now has turned into... Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. God. Okay, yeah. And the first of that is the Skull Island. Well, no. Well, Godzilla the first was Godzilla 2014, okay. then Kong Skull Island, right. one and thing, now this. One thing I find interesting about the, you know, I guess, failure of this movie is that they had so much time. There was so... It, if, if, if Godzilla 2014 came out and then 2016 Godzilla King of Monsters came out, I would at least be able to say, okay, well, Godzilla 2014 was so successful that they were in this hurry to put out another one and create right, this universe. Right. I'll cut them some slack because they rushed maybe, whatever. But they had five, I mean, obviously, yeah, about five years yeah. Yeah. Um, between releases. Mm-hmm. So probably somewhere between three to five years in terms of when production ended sure. between when the next began. Come on, you got time. Yeah, you yeah. got time to make this better. Yeah. You know, and I, I just I don't know. I, it's they did they they did underperform in narrative, but the color palette of the fights, the like choreography of the monster fights, all of that stuff was hard, mm. hard. And like the the image when uh, when Godira is on top of that volcano and it pans out and then you get the cross. Yeah, and it's yeah. very oh my god, so good, <laughs> yeah. so good. And, and the human reaction it. By the people, not the military, not yeah, the, the actual yeah, people, right? Of what would happen if this occurred? It was very yeah. realistic. There was a lot of good in the movie. I was yeah. just yeah, there was, but there yeah. was definitely a lot of bad. The what beer about lizard people. That's a beer by Drecker. We talked about them in our last episode. They are out of North Dakota, yes. which doesn't exist. It's our second double IPA by these guys. What do you think? I think I preferred the last one. I also preferred the last one. This one's not bad. This is, this is I think, another example for me. Of, okay, so some of the beers that we've had on this podcast, and especially in the last few months, have been from out of state, have been things that we couldn't normally get. And I don't think that I'm going out of my way to secure another can or four pack or case of this particular beer. However, were I able to go down to liquid town and just casually cop a four pack of it, I probably would Yeah, from time to time, not every time I went, but you know, maybe every third or fourth time I went, I'd sure pick some of this up. Right. So it's good in that respect, but it's not fantastic. Uh, It's not a brewery from out of state where we're getting two double IPAs in a row. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done much research into the brewery, but it makes me think that the, the IPA is their thing. Mm-hmm. Seems so, like it. So I'm going to say this is solid. A sol- This is a solid double IPA. Mm-hmm. But if I was a regular at their tap room, I would tell my friend that the uh, previous IPA that we had in the last episode, do you remember the name? A Freak Parade. 
is a superior product, but I'm not going to say this is bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I think I think it's fine. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's it's something like Carlos said. If it was easily available yeah. in the area, I would not hesitate to have it again. I don't know that I'd buy a four pack, but if it was on tap someplace, I'd have a pint of it. Sure. Maybe. Um, I'm curious to know more about this brewery. Yeah, no, I think I think that they're putting out, and I love the label art. Yeah. I mean, come on, and the the idea of the lizard people. I mean, this whole conspiracy around lizard people. I like that they're kind of playing around with that. That's funny, and, you know that it's it's kind of a fun can. Anyway, there's lots to like about it. I just is it a stellar double IPA that I'm going to be? Yeah. You know, doing everything I can to get my hands on, probably not. Right. But Drecker is a brewery. I will absolutely try more from them. For sure, I I, I find them to be very so. Promising. Again, is Godzilla King of Monsters the yes. film that I'm going to go back to again and again because I love it so much? No, but am I going to no. stick with that monster verse and watch those battles? I, yes. I, I pledge to do so. But before we finish, though, all the other monsters bowing down to Godzilla at the end was hard. That was fun. also I have. Oh, he's My, the king. He is the king of monsters. My biggest complaint is the butchering of a classic Blue Oyster Cult song at the end of this film. I fucking hated it so much. It made me so angry. And it's the first track of the release of the soundtrack. It's an abomination. Who and it makes it. It will. So it's Bear McCreary, the guy that did the score. Oh, he but, did it. Well, but Serge Tankin of System of a Down is the vocalist oh, on it, okay. which really saddens me because I think System of a Down is one of the great like rock acts of the last thirty years, okay. and I think they, I think they're a phenomenal band. I think Serge Tankin is one of the most interesting and unique rock and roll singers but in the, a but very, very long time. But this not, mix did not mm, work at all. Mm. And why mess? The Blue Oyster Cult version is perfect. It's perfect in every way. Why right. mess with it? I'm not going to attempt to send us down a rabbit hole, but I just thought of something I intended to talk about. That that idea of being in the spitball room and, and putting the cards together to create the screenplay for this mm-hmm. movie. We need a device, that, this magical device. It's the size of a briefcase that controls the monsters, talks to the monsters. <laughs> I just hate that bullshit. And I, knew, I knew it would get broken, but I didn't know that they were going to sit there with soldering irons and whatever to fix a problem. And fight I can't believe we didn't talk about it's that at all. It's just such yeah. bad screenwriting. Okay, let's, the orca. let's, let's get out of here. All right. Where can people we'll find be, us? We're not even... No! We're, we have a let's second talk. half of this they episode, can find buddy. Us. We have a second half. We have a second half. We have a second half of the episode. It's been a big day of drinking, friends. It's been a big day. Uh, when we return, we are going to talk about another brilliant kaiju film. And Joe is going to get his shit together. We have a whole half. To- okay. All right. We're coming back here. And we, in the second half of the episode, are going to stay on the kaiju theme. But with a film that, uh, well, it came out right before Godzilla 2014. Am I right? Yeah, it was around yeah. the same time. Yeah, 2013 maybe. Yeah. Um, the uh, Guillermo... Guillermo del, Guillermo. Toro, Guillermo del Toro film. Uh, I almost said Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Um, which which brings kaiju these these incredibly large scary monsters together with incredibly large scary robots. And to do that, because we're staying in this dark territory... We, we... have a very large scary beer. Yes, that's it, right. <laughs> it is a dark subject matter. Uh, it is 12% Imperial Stout. Oh, getting that ABV average up. Yeah, oh, from Monday Night God. Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. So that's another state ticked off of our We've never been list. to Georgia. 
Mm, Where are they, out of Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Um, it says heavy, thick mortal on the side. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Um, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna rock with it. We're gonna roll we're with gonna it. Find out, yeah. Oh, that's black. It's night. So I was really happy delicious. that it was actually Carlos's uh, recommendation that we pair Godzilla, King of Monsters, not with one of the earlier MonsterVerse films or even one of the earlier Godzilla films, but this other sort of offshoot in the kaiju genre. It's almost like fan fiction. In a way, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think other people have said that about uh, th- this film that kind of fell in there because it was a film that at the time I really wanted to see. I mean, I have long been a fan of Guillermo del Toro and his other. You know, I've already mentioned Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth yeah. Devil's Backbone. Uh, the, uh, come on, uh, Hellboy, Hellboy, Hellboy Two, right? right? I mean, like I like I liked Crimson Pre- Crimson Peak, and I'm somewhat in the minority uh, in that. Yeah, you are, yeah. yeah, well, and, and yeah. more recently, Shape of Water. Which is, you know, Academy so Award good. winner. Which um, we've talked about. Yeah. So, you know, all of these. We forgot to mention that. Uh... The girl, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. That's right. Was in Godzilla. And she King was a much bigger role in the first one, in in the yeah. 2014. Film. Yeah, and but she does show up. She in shows this up. One briefly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, not as endearing as she was in Shape of Water. No, and it, and she goes away pretty quickly. Quickly, yeah. Yeah. So, but but anyhow, I was excited that you, Carlos, had mentioned, hey, why don't we do Pacific Rim? Because it was a film I remember very distinctly at the time, thinking. I want to go see that. And a sequel like, came out. Curious, and you, right. Yeah, last you've year. been out of both of those. Well, and that's and it. And so this was a great excuse for me to yeah. see a film that I had intended to see, but never made it to, and, and now I got to go back to. And so just to give us a little brief you know, plot idea here. The, the the concept here is that, yes, we have these kaiju. They're emerging sort of mysteriously from this crevasse in the ocean, this breach, right? That's uh-huh. what they call it. Yeah, and, um, Close the breach. Yeah. So, you know, out of the Pacific Ocean, and these monsters just come up, and they start attacking cities. And so this program is developed where they create these um, Jaegers, right? These yeah. large robot sort of... Um, Shelves. Kaiju-esque. Right. That are piloted by humans, but they have to be piloted by two humans. Yes. Because um, there's a neural right, connection the, with it, this large robot. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's so... like And to, one another. To be able to yeah. power these things... You have to, to be, be able compatible to pilots. properly right. pilot these things, you need two people. Because one person, it would just Can't, kill them. They couldn't take it. Right. And, and so you have to have two who are neurally compa- compatible able to pilot these things together and the basic premise is you know there has been this program but right as the film starts we see it kind of have a failure and so the program is kind of put to bed well and also the monsters are coming out more frequently and you've got to be able to build the new robot and train the new pilots well and, the, and so they decide instead, they being the world's governments or whatever, decide Adrian instead Selda. that they are going to just build walls. <laughs> They're going to build walls. And that doesn't last very long. The walls get ruined by the kaiju. And so the film is really seeing like, okay, the reawakening of this Jaeger program, this these robot, massive robots that can fight against massive. the kaijus, bringing them back. And they're trying to destroy. They want to go back to the source, to that breach, and actually destroy it, take it out, so that these kaiju can no can longer no come, longer out. come right. into our exactly. world. Yeah. So that's that is the world that we're put into with this film. So my relationship or history or whatever with this movie is, I remember seeing it come out or seeing trailers for it, and I was like, "Oh, this is Michael Bay Transformers bullshit." Right. And, and and you expected more from Guillermo del Toro, whose name was no, attached. I didn't because I did not 
really know that much Put about him at the together. time. Yeah, okay. I hadn't seen Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen mostly anything. Hmm. That's funny that there will be some rain in this episode, which is uh, fitting, I guess, since a lot of Godzilla <laughs> takes place in the rain. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen a lot of his work. at that. I'd seen Hellboy, but I didn't know right. it was a Guillermo del Toro thing. Right. I knew it was a Hellboy thing. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't even know about Kronos or any of that other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so when I saw the Pacific Rim trailer, I didn't see a Guillermo del Toro trailer. I saw As a trailer for a Transformers ripoff. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck this movie. This is <laughs> this looks dumb as shit, you know? Like, I didn't think anything. What year did it come out? 2013. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't interested in it. I, in fact, entirely wrote it off and probably talked a lot of shit about it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then so many people were like, yeah, it's fucking monsters and robots fighting each other. What the fuck are you complaining about? <laughs> and I, I was like, well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm into cinema. Right. And this is not cinema. And so I, I wrote it off for a long time. And finally, I don't know how it ended up in my home, but a Blu-ray copy of it ended up in my house. Uh, and I watched it and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Uh-huh. This is grade A badass. Okay. And it, it, it's like fucking monsters and robots fight. That's it. That's all you need to hear. And that's like, it's fun. It's so much fun. There was enough monster fighting in Godzilla King of Monsters for me to forgive the horrible acting, dialogue, and screenplay. This movie's horrible. Mm. Pacific Rim? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> this movie was a mess. Really? Yeah. It was huh. a mess. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. You enjoyed yourself? I really did. I, I was going to say, you know, coming off of, because I did watch this after seeing Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, okay. Um, I did the opposite. And so watching Carlos this. Carlos, relax. He's after, in pain. He's holding his head is, as he, if he's he, got a migraine. He is, he, he is in pain on this. Uh, at, watching this after that, where I was so disappointed with the low level of you know, character development mm-hmm. and just and and interesting performances in no way. Godzilla King of Monsters. Don't say the next sentence. I don't think that necessarily the acting was far superior. Horrible. But but there was more story there. Nobody's and there saying was, oh, there was more act. story and, and there. There was a lot more The humans are required that I found yeah. compelling about the premise of this film okay, in terms I'll, I'll of how grant it you, I'll grant you that. human you characters. Don't, you don't go into Pacific Rim uh, expecting Academy Award level performances. No, no. That would be insane. Nor did I got no. Godzilla King of Monsters. I don't need Academy Award winning performances in the the Marvel the Marvel series. But I like it. Yeah, so you don't th- get it. But there's, there's two things that I think I like about Pacific Rim a lot more than I did Godzilla King of Monsters. I liked, uh, One I, is I think it takes itself far less seriously. Yeah. And oh God! Th- yes. That there's there's sort of a bubbly, frothy. They fun put the camp on the chew it froth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that 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 I liked in there. You can't the, take it seriously. The so other we're not is try to. I think I think the premise that they put together, this idea of these people having to connect neurally, and the, you know, like they they have to be compatible, and they get into each other's memories. I found that far more interesting. It was interesting. than the idea of. I want to destroy the world to remake the world. I've kind of seen that premise before. That was yeah, the Godzilla. Thanos. We didn't get into that too much, yeah, but that's the bad. basic idea. Is like Vera Farmiga gets oh, a hair God, across yeah. her ass, and she decides talk. that she needs to like 
fuck everything up just so that we can restart everything. Get like, hair across I, her ass. Her what does that mean? Right, if her kid dies. I mean, he, her kid dies, and she's like, "I'm no, going to make my kid's death mean something." No, but, I'm going to kill everybody. No, but where gonna... does where does the expression <laughs> "hair across your ass" come from? Oh, we'll I want to get I want to get into an etymological <laughs> discussion. <laughs> I'm sure we'll you have know, a my day was it. fine. But then a hair. I got a real hair across my ass. Get this fucking hair off my ass. Okay, All so right. you got the guy that is the, the 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 guy that hasn't been around a while and he's got to do the older robot model, but you know, he's a loose cannon and there was a, a disaster in the past and there's the new guy that's the father and the son and they drive a different robot a different Jaeger. Yeah. And that guy is they're gonna fight but then we, we all know that the guy who's the star of the show is mm-hmm. gonna be the winner yeah, of the whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and they're gonna say but and then you know my son can't thank you for what you've done and then the, the glance across the room and the thumbs up eyeballs dude this movie had a horrible screenplay now was it a fun comic book adventure Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, every single person I talked to said the first Pacific Rim isn't as good as the sequel. You really have to watch really? the sequel. Huh. The sequel's where it's at, and they get it right. And I didn't do that. I haven't seen the sequel. I yet. haven't seen the sequel either, but I loved the first one. Yeah. It is a great popcorn movie. Hmm. I mean, as far as. Is it an age thing? Well, no. I. <laughs> <laughs> I just every we scoffed and we chuckled and we went that line was nonsense the entire movie and a Pacific Rim yeah and my partner who I was watching it with said can we stop and I was like nope I got to go to the end and it was bad now I disagree I enjoyed I en- at the same time though it was an enjoyable filmmaking experience of watching something really bad and it gets me into the whole thing about Guillermo del Toro and Pan's Labyrinth is a masterpiece yes. and you can't you know whatever you and I disagree on Shape of Water I think David you're more in my camp than Carlos's camp about Shape of Water it's a great movie okay and uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's also narratively telescoped but anyway never it's fine yeah so um, so yeah I expect more from Guillermo del Toro but at the same time I'm gonna watch everything he ever does I, well, I think I and I'm so glad that I caught up with this one and I can say I saw it. Well, I good. Think, I mean I think that Guillermo del Toro has reached a point in his career where he's now a fan of things and he's making things in order to like live out his fandom. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure and but I you love expect that. more of him than this for me. I personally. don't. I, I, I expect that if somebody who is a fan of kaiju movies truly is going to make a kaiju movie, it's gonna be mostly about monster fighting and less about a really promising and rewarding story and great performances. Well, what I like, what I, I think one of the things I really liked it about was- Pacific Rim is in so many kaiju films, right, with the, you know, not that, again, I'll, I'll totally put it out there, I am not the most uh, encyclopedic fan of kaiju films, but the ones I saw in my youth, the ones I see now, it's almost always about humans doing stupid, ineffective stuff, like shooting pistols at these you know, skyscraper yeah. size monsters right. that just, it's not going to do anything. Well, you know, you're just, doing all you can. 
But here it's like humans come up with the idea, we are going to build skyscraper-sized robots to fight against these skyscraper-sized monsters. And that is kind of cool. I mean, to me, I like that premise. I think that that is the first time that I'm seeing a kaiju film that actually shows me humans fighting back in a way that makes some level of sense. Oh, that (laughs) makes a level of sense. Yeah. I mean, in in a world where these kaiju exist. Right. I mean, other than... It's a fantastical world. It's not supposed to be real. It's not supposed to be... Now, performance-wise, I actually think the Idris Elba did a really good job. Do you? He cannot do it. Yeah. You didn't like him? Do you have negative things to say about Idris Elba, our Lord and Savior? Hold on a second. (laughs) When you predispose the concept... I'm going to say this. We talked about rain. I have the best view in the house because I get to look out the window and I saw a lightning bolt that was just incredible. It might have When been. I said Idris Elba. It might have been a when Godzilla. When I spoke. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't it be awesome if it was? Him with his atomic... No, it would be it would be Godira that was the lightning bolt. He's the you get into one. that room where you get to watch the screenplay be written and this idea that uh, this guy's coming back from his retirement or self-imposed retirement and he's got to get a partner because we, we discussed earlier you have to have a partner have and partner. we know that the assistant of I- Idris Elba, the... Um, Beautiful uh, 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 Asian American character. What was her name? I don't remember. But Me, um, we know she's going to be the partner. So the idea of a, uh, a, a, a dojo where we're going to find the partner is all nonsense to get to the final point. And that's bad screenwriting, and it just gives Guillermo del Toro an opportunity to do some hand-to-hand combat uh, cinematography and fighting. So that we can Which get to the at. end that we know that we're going to get to the underwater fight scene. No, amazing. I'm, no, I'm talking about the in the in the dojo where he, they're trying to find out which yeah. of the hand selected partners can drift. Be. It's I all about the end of the film. nonsense. And the it's uh, fun, man. It's fun. I thought that was fun. Just I, let yourself I, I have some fun. I enjoyed that. I th- Charlie Day. I love. I th- okay, fun. there we go. I thought Charlie Day. I'll be quiet. You guys just talk. N- good. As, you guys. No, gush. no, no. But come on, don't pout. I'm not pouting. I'm just saying, y'all are like y'all like the bullshit movie go ahead go y'all <laughs> it's fun no, it's not a bullshit if, movie if it's i a could fun, it is a fun movie but at the same time i the the, the, the critic in me couldn't turn itself off how's that i just it for me it felt like some kind of nice blend between a typical kaiju film and starship troopers which is which is a film <laughs> oh starship kind of, troopers invoked it evoked itself a dozen times in yeah, this movie which is another film that i love and so, but they're trying to be cheesy on purpose. I think this is trying to be cheesy on purpose. I don't. I think that it really? was just cheesy. Oh no! I think yeah. that, I, I think it was intentional. Yeah, this is wanting to be. I a think it's. Campy, I think it's pretty little, self-aware. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then Guillermo del Toro said, "I want to make Starship Troopers in my way," and he did that. And if yeah. that's the case, I'll watch it again. And I will watch the sequel if you tell me that it's better than this. No, I haven't no, seen I, the sequel. I, I no, haven't. I'm saying, I, but if, I think if expect- you tell me that this concept is better done in the sequel. I'll, I will watch the sequel. I, th- I was that compelled by it. I think that I think this concept is good. I think that I think it, honestly, and I say this about everything, not just about movies, but I say it about just like life goals, relationships. Expectation management is key. Mm-hmm. If you went into this movie thinking, "Oh, I'm going to see this fun romp 
just monster yeah. fighting. I was expecting a Guillermo, somewhat, somewhat, Guillermo del Toro. Well, that's yeah, a problem. That is that's a, problem a problem because it doesn't have the depth of a quote-unquote Guillermo del Toro Understood. Film, understood. But it he's, is he's, it, it's him doing he's his... He's scratching different itches with this movie. Yes. He is, and he's doing and that And he did now. it with Hellboy, too. He yes. did it, he did yeah. it with Hellboy. He did it with right. Pacific Rim. I didn't like he Hellboy. Did it, he did it with... Really? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Fuck, like man. The original Hellboy The original Hellboy's good. Well, yes. It's... He, he did it with Hellboy. He did it with this. He did it with Crimson Peak. Now he's doing it in a, a producer role with uh-huh. uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I mean, he's just at this point in his career where he's shown. I his, watched him like sh- The Strain. That's how much I. Well, he's shown. Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Is she, he has proven his auteur status as a writer director, mm-hmm. and now he's having fun. Like he's Except at the point. His follow-up movies are Academy Award-winning. Well, that's some, 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 some of them, but they, as Pan's Labyrinth should have been. As I agree that it, it is my opinion. I feel it is very likely somewhere in the seventy-five to ninety percent likelihood range that Shape of Water was given to him because everyone knows he should have gotten it for Pan's. I Labyrinth. completely a hundred percent agree, with and you. I'm okay with that because he one hundred percent should have gotten it for Pan's Labyrinth. I am but, too because what was the competition? I don't remember exactly. That was before my time. But, who cares? Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth should have gotten it for oh, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't put Pan's Labyrinth in any year. It should have won. Anyway, <laughs> he can do Shape of Water, kind of deeper, more auteur status things. But then he can also do these other fun, campy things because he I, is I want because he's because he's adept enough at genre filmmaking mm-hmm. to be able to take some of the headiness out of it and be able to make fun romp popcorn movies. Yeah. And I love that about him as a filmmaker because Pacific Rim is that. I never expected to get bogged down in story. I never expected to get emotionally moved. I expected to have fun watching giant robots fight giant monsters, and I fucking did, and it's yeah. so good for yeah. that. Yeah, But I, it's expectations. That's not true. You said it was Michael Bay bullshit, and you happened no, to watch I, it. No, I thought that by the trailer. I understand. When I saw the trailer, I thought that. And then someone told me, no, it's actually pretty good. As long you know, If you want to see monsters fight robots... It's that's what it is, and it's fun, and it does that really well. I think, and we so should... when I went into it, I was like, okay, maybe it's not the Transformers nonsense that I thought it was, uh-huh. and it. I thought that it did the kaiju thing, you know, kaiju robot thing very well. And when I went into it thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna watch robots, big big ass robots, and big ass monsters fight each other. Let's see how this shakes out. I had fun watching that, and also it in, and this was a thing I was gonna say at the top of the episode that I didn't get to, but in my. As I get older, the early cinema bro in me has uh, has has dissipated. Yeah, and you realize you can just fucking have fun watching dumb movies. You have to like make, you have to make a choice when you get even older than that. You don't, but but it's like but it's just that not everything has to be deep and intellectual. Well, and, agreed. And overly artistic right. and whatever. But be good. But right. you can as long like if I go if I go into watching Plan Nine from Outer Space thinking I want to watch something super terrible and just ridiculous and over the top and that's what I'm going to get from it, you right. know? And I'm going to have a good time watching it knowing that that's what... I, if I went into Plan 9 from Outer Space expecting, you know, like fucking Alien right. or Gravity or something like that, I would be super disappointed. Sure. And so it's all about expectation. You can go into a movie when you want something deep and moving and when you want something that's going to challenge you visually and emotionally. And then you can go into a movie where you just kind of want to turn your brain off. Like but- I watched I watched Always Be My Maybe, that, 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 that Ali Wong rom-com the other day okay and it wasn't great yeah it wasn't it didn't transform the genre the way gross point blank did it didn't <laughs> do anything new it wasn't 
particularly well written uh, or well performed, but it was fun. Yeah. It had good jokes that landed. It had a really great Keanu Reeves performance. And I got to turn my brain off and just watch this and just go on this ride. And I enjoyed it for that reason. I and Pacific Rim is the same way. I can't point to the specific thing where we disagree on this movie. I can't. And I think that that's okay. This is this one just didn't do it for me. I just to to me. But I will watch a sequel, and why don't we in a couple of episodes kind of commit to watching the sequel and do a five minute rabbit hole on it? All right, yeah, I'm and down. I'm, okay. I would be happy. I to like do John that. Boyega, and I okay. I, mm-hmm. I think you know when it, w- coming out of this conversation, the thing that strikes me is it's just I want these films that are big and loud and explosive and crazy to sort of accept that they are and have fun with that and not try to be too serious about it. And that's where I think Godzilla King of Monsters went off the rails for it me. It tried to be is serious. That it tried to be serious and it tried to give me these characters who I was supposed to care you about. Needed a, you needed a like, human I'm emotional... supposed to be crying when Millie yeah. Bobby Brown is in the house that's being blown to bits. Right. and that, like, you... that didn't happen. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to happen because it's a kaiju film. What I needed was the More silly battle. dojo fighting and the... You know that's and you know there was a little emotion there when uh, when the Mori character um, yeah. was having that like you know flashback to her childhood and her you know world being blown to bits. We by were the supposed kind of, to believe that that would be an emotional experience, I I, but it, I don't but remember that. But scene I didn't at all. need to. It does not oh really? Where she's like. You know, she's, she's holding like, the red shoe. You're not there. You're not there. It's not really happening. You don't remember that I don't part. Know. Oh, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, when they're first trying to connect. Oh. When they're first trying to pilot the. Oh, you're talking about Pacific Rim. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I'm back I, to Pacific. I thought, Rim. I thought you were talking about Godzilla, and I was like, yeah. Wait, what the fuck? No, no, no. Uh, you can't go into the memories. You can't go down that rabbit right, hole. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. It, okay. You know, so, so, but I think there were moments there that could have been emotional, yeah. but I, it didn't have to be. But and think about the devotion of screen time to that moment. He intended for that to yeah. be emotional well, I think and that it, it wasn't was the failure I don't but nah I don't think it was oh I he think, didn't mean that scene no well, it's not it, that it he didn't mean that it to be emotional it. it's, it's that if it, it's not emotional to you it is a failure it was more about their failure to connect than it was me having to feel what she felt that's what I agree with that and, and in part it's, and in part okay. that's that's my what point he is made. Was, that's what he was getting out of that. I mean, it's, he wasn't a, connected to it. My yet. point is made. The dots didn't voice. connect. Okay, so <laughs> to, to, to go and I disagree. <laughs> my you were crying with the red shoe. No, but I didn't need to because I'm because it was I'm not okay. inhabiting right, Maury's right, spot in that right, film. Right, I don't right, need right. to we, be. We disagree. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Do we disagree about the beer? No, no, no. Okay, hold on. To go back to to go back to the first half of the episode the, and so and and uh, yeah <laughs> and when david said i like these movies that they're going to be you know over the top and whatever and to own that and play with that and have fun with it the reason i didn't see kong skull island is cuz i went and saw rampage instead <laughs> cuz you love I heard the rock. good things about that i loved that i mean yeah. okay okay hold on let me be clear rampage rampage is a bad movie it's, it, a, we- it's a weird concept Okay, so there are two reasons I went and saw it. One, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson okay. with my whole heart. Uh-huh. Two, I played that video game a lot, a lot as a, a kid. Lot. I made, I made. How did we? I made some. I made some of my like friends that would. It's such I would, a shitty game it's, too. Oh, it's a great game. I, I completely I made, agree. I made friends that I would go from first grade to twelfth grade with over that game, uh-huh. and I I had so much fun playing it. It was like one of our favorites. N64 version we played all the time uh-huh. and 
when they announced the movie, I was like, how the fuck are they going to make that game into a narrative? <laughs> like, right. what is going on? And so whenever I... There's no humans in that game except yeah, the ones getting eaten. Yeah, the ones getting eaten. Yeah, exactly. So so whenever they announced that movie, I was like, okay, I'm a, I want to go see this. And I skipped Kong Skull Island to go see it. And it's bad. There's a lot of really bad acting in it. There's a lot of terrible screenwriting in it. But you're there to watch the monsters fight each other and watch I that whole forget, plot unfold. I can't unfold. forgive the former. I, I can because I know what it is and I didn't expect anything from it. And I just had a fun t- I just had a fun time in the theater. Yeah. And that was enough for me. And I think that with Pacific Rim, it's oh. I mean, it's better than Rampage by a, a fairly large margin because Rampage is a really a kind of shitty movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's I mean, it's like watching the room. Bad movie. Really bad movie, but so much fun to watch. I love how you have an annual like quota of monster film. And once it's filled, you can't go to the second one. <laughs> well, no, it was it was because it's because I, I, I saw Rampage. I'm done. I'm done. Well, it's because I only have so much time in my schedule to make right. it to the theater. Right. So I prior, I prioritized Rampage over Kong, and then by the time I had free time to see Kong, it was gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, but I you know I do like to see a monster movie every year at least one. Is you know? the podcast preparation a burden as far as your schedule? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a real question. No, I no. It's uh no. It's not a. It's actually you know it's it's not a burden. Although I do have to kind of I I do have to work kind of hard to finesse it to make it right? happen. Yeah. But for me, one of the things that I love about doing this podcast, I don't love it as much as I love actually coming in and talking to the two of you about the movies, but. I do love the fact that I now have an excuse where uh-huh. I absolutely uh-huh. have to go see certain movies. No and we what. discuss, like, let's find the best ones. So yeah. it's, we don't make, like, willy-nilly decisions about going yeah. to see Rampage. Yeah, so I like... One of the things I like about the podcast is it does force me to work theater time into my schedule. Yeah. where I, I love it. Where I could fall into, oh, I don't have time. Oh, it's a busy week. Oh, whatever. Rather than because because uh-huh. that did happen to me for a large chunk of my young adult life, it gets me 20s. and my fiance into the theater more often. Same, and we love get, being there. It gets me and my mm-hmm. wife into the theater a lot, yeah. and we and one, I mean, even though we both have insanely busy schedules oh, yeah. due to our work and yeah. social lives and stuff, if we go two weeks without going to the movies. Kylie will look at me and be like, I feel like we haven't been to the movies in months. <laughs> it's been forever since we've gone to the movies. And I'm like, I mean, okay. it hasn't been that long, Quick but question. I do kind of agree with Quick you. Quick question, and we'll go to the beer. I'll go to David. What's the best cinematic experience you've had with your significant other in the last, you know, the last one? <laughs> For us, it was Beach Bum. <laughs> um, we, we, that was, a, that was the, a beautiful cinematic best experience. Best ever? Best no, 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 no recent past. Preparing for the podcast, taking your wife to the movies. Well, sadly, I have to admit, we do not get to go see as many together. Okay. You, you know, we, we, we still have young enough children that uh-huh. we can't just take off for I a night you. at the movies yeah. um, when, whenever we want to. Yeah. Um, I'm it, going I don't know. You, you, you go. I'll, I have to think for a moment what the... I mean, I mean, ours was book smart. Okay. I mean, because we both... She, she had the same... Yeah. I mean, we both okay. loved it. I mean, the reason that we went and saw it a second time... Is oh, that t- y'all saw it twice together? Together, yeah. Oh, so, wow. so we saw it on a Tuesday night, just me and her. Yeah. And one thing, I, one thing I didn't mention in that episode was that the only thing that I had really heard about it, I hadn't, I hadn't read all the critical praise of that film. I had just read that it wasn't doing great at the box office. Mm-hmm. So, 
she mentioned it to me, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I have to see that for the podcast. It sounds pretty interesting. I, I want to go. And she was like, well, let's go tonight. And I was like, I mean, okay, I don't know. And like we just on a whim with like a couple hours before the showing or maybe three or four hours before the showing, we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just go. I didn't think to buy the tickets in advance because I thought nobody was going to this movie. And then we get there, and there's only front row seats. So we're sitting very front row. Oh, you were in a packed house for it. We were. Oh, that's we're a recliner seat, right? No, this was at Century because they were oh. showing it at Alamo, and it's Ooh, that's a it's super seat. close. Yeah. At, at Alamo, the front row is fine. At yeah. Century, it is terrible. You're right. And so, but I still enjoyed the movie a great deal, and both of us did, and we laughed out loud a ton. We had a great time. Both times, we just had such a good time watching yeah. it, and afterwards, we're like, "Yeah, this person reminds me," and we we just all me and Kylie both just felt so similar about the movie, and we loved the same things about it. We connected to the same characters, and it was yeah, it was a really good uh, experience. I know what you're gonna say, David. The glass. <laughs> we didn't see that together. Yeah. No, no. I, I honestly, and it isn't one that we actually devoted an episode to, but we did talk about a little bit. The favorite was w- w- I was able to. We to, had a we had a we had a favorite episode. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, we you're did, right. We but we then we revisited it. That's the we, thing that's we throwing did re- me off. We did revisit. We it talked later. about it. We did an and then Oscar. We came back hole. to it and <laughs> we kind of schooled you on it. Yeah, I get. Okay, that's. I do like that movie. Now. I yeah. For the record, <laughs> he came around. So no, that but. The the difference was I didn't see it. That's episode. For, that's episode twenty five. Thank you. I didn't see it for the episode twenty five with yeah. Aaron, but yeah. when it showed again, uh-huh. and I for Doctor Huey's best exactly. picture, I had the same experience, and I got in trouble for seeing that without her. I was able to bring Aaron with me, and, yeah. and we I really see. enjoyed it together. Oh, she hated the fish eye of the favorite. All right, we, we are way off. I did track. too. All I, right, all right. So you know, I I think with this beer, dark subject matter. Um, okay, I want to talk about this beer. I what do you too. think? What do you think? Jogo. <sighs> when that beer was poured from the can and I saw the color and I saw the texture and I saw I knew I was going to taste something delicious. Mm, I agree. This beer is got a a metal M E T A L taste that I can't get over huh. and I can't identify it and it's got to be some kind of reaction I'm having with some kind of ingredient yeah. that I hope you didn't have. Because I, I didn't enjoy this very much. Okay. Mm, did not. Yeah, did not have that. Okay. Like this beer a great deal. Okay. I think Good. it is a... Because I hate, I hate shitting on the beers. I, I think it's it. a very well executed, just proper stout. Yeah, I, I agree. I I'm, There's no frill. There's no riffraff. Right. There's just stout. I like it. Get, th- this Let me is, have another taste. You know, where last time, uh, or last episode, we were drinking that, uh, the donut stout... And I was complaining that oh well if you're going to proclaim yourself something that you right but we have, all, I think we it, all tend to tended to agree that it was a delicious style but why are we right marketing but that's it? what I'm saying yeah. but this one it's just saying dark subject matter imperial stout it pours black as midnight yeah like with the viscosity of a motor oil yeah yeah it's and that thick. is exactly what it tastes like I mean it yeah. is thick chewy. Yeah, Real, but roasty, chocolatey, yes. some coffee notes with with some nice bitterness on the yeah. end. It does, just, it does. I mean, like I feel like this this is a very I don't know how I describe exactly the label art, but the, I get like kind of a metal feeling. <laughs> this is one. This of, label could I be a lot metal. more metal. Well, not heavy metal. <laughs> like, this, okay, music, so music. This is this is even though it's twelve percent, which. A lot of stouts aren't one of the most well-balanced stouts I've had in recent memory. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. 
I'm I'm a, I'm a fan, and this is the Ooh. first thing, the only thing I've had from Monday Night Brewing. Yeah. I'm very impressed. I I will hopefully uh, get to dang, try I some wish of those. I, I, the, dang, I, I don't. I hate that I'm the odd man out here. I really I, do. It's I, all right. Hey, we I all hate have that our you are too. Yeah. If you don't want to be the odd man out, you need to interact with us on social media. How did you feel about Godzilla King of Monsters? Do you think Pacific Rim is a, an action cinematic masterpiece or do you agree with Joe that it's a piece of crap? Let us know. Mm, interact with us on social media at Twitter at Beer Movie Show. You can find us on Instagram at Beer in a Movie. We post a lot of what we're drinking at any given point in time there and Facebook.com slash Beer in a Movie TX. As always, you can find us at Beer in a Movie Podcast.com. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe so you can stay abreast about when we are posting new episodes and when new content is dropping and as always we want you to rate and review we know you're going to give us five stars so if you could please write a review for us tell us what you like what you don't like what you want to see in the future that would be fantastic it's very helpful to us and the show anything else guys see you next time where's my shoe